22nd Lesson The Word and Prayer If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. John 15, 7 The vital connection between the Word and prayer is one of the simplest and earliest lessons of the Christian life. As that newly converted heathen put it, I pray, I speak to my Father. I read, my Father speaks to me. Before prayer, God's Word prepares me by revealing what the Father has bid me ask. In prayer, God's Word strengthens me by giving my faith its pledge and its plea. And after prayer, God's Word brings me the answer, for in it the Spirit allows me to hear the Father's voice. Prayer is not monologue, but dialogue. God's voice in response to mine is its most essential part. Listening to God's voice is the secret of the assurance that He will listen to mine. Scripture Bow down thine ear and hear. Proverbs 22:17. And Give ear to my words, hearken unto the voice of my cry. Psalm 5, 1-2 Are words which God speaks to man as well as man to God. His hearkening will depend on ours. The entrance His words find with me will be the measure of the power of my words with Him. What God's words are to me is the test of what He is to me, and of the uprightness of my desire for Him in prayer. This connection between His word and our prayer is what Jesus pointed to when He said, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. The deep importance of this truth becomes clear if we notice the expression which this one replaces. More than once Jesus had said, Abide in me, and I in you. His abiding in us was the complement and the crown of our abiding in Him. But here, instead of ye in me, and I in you, He said, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. His words abiding are the equivalent of him abiding. What a view is opened up here to us of the place the word of God in Christ is to have in our spiritual life and especially in our prayer life. A man reveals himself in his words. In his promises he gives himself away. He binds himself to the one who receives his promise. In his commands he sets forth his will and seeks to make himself master of him whose obedience he claims to guide and use him as if he were part of himself. Through our words our spirit holds fellowship with spirit, that the spirit of one man passes over and transfers itself into another. Through the words of a man that are heard, accepted, held fast, and obeyed, he can impart himself to another. But this is in a relative and limited sense. But when God, the infinite being, in whom everything is life, power, spirit, and truth in the deepest meaning of the words, reveals himself in his words, he does indeed give himself, his love, his life, his will, and his power to those who receive these words and comprehend them. In every promise, God puts himself in our power to receive and possess him. In every command, He allows us to share His will, His holiness, and His perfection. In God's Word, God gives Himself to us. 
His word is nothing less than the eternal Son, Christ Jesus. All Christ's words are God's words, full of a divinely quickening life and power. The words that I have spoken unto you, they are spirit and they are life. John 6, 63. Those who study the deaf and mute tell us how much the power of speaking depends on that of hearing, and how the loss of hearing in children is followed by loss of speaking, too. This is true in a wider sense. As we hear, so we speak. This is also true in the highest sense in our communication with God. To offer a prayer, to give utterance to certain wishes and appeal to certain promises, is an easy thing and can be learned by human wisdom. But to pray in the Spirit, to speak words that reach and touch God and affect and influence the powers of the unseen world, depends entirely upon our hearing God's voice. We must listen to the voice and language of God and receive His thoughts, His mind, and His life into our heart. Then we will learn to speak in the voice and the language that God hears. The ear of the learner, wakened morning by morning, prepares him to speak to God as well as to men. Isaiah 1, 2-4 Hearing the voice of God is more than the thoughtful study of the Word. There may be a study and knowledge of the Word where there is little real fellowship with the living God. But there is also a reading of the Word in the very presence of the Father and under the leading of the Spirit in which the Word comes to us in living power from God Himself. This is to us the very voice of the Father, a real personal fellowship with Him. The living voice of God enters the heart, brings blessing and strength, and awakens the response of a living faith that reaches the heart of God. The power to obey and believe depends on hearing God's voice. The chief thing is not knowing what God has said we must do, but that God Himself says it to us. It is not the law, not the book, and not the knowledge of what is right that works obedience, but the personal influence of God and His living fellowship. It's not even the knowledge of what God has promised, but it is the presence of God Himself as the promiser that awakens faith and trust in prayer. Only in the full presence of God are disobedience and unbelief impossible. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. We see what this means. In these words the Saviour gives Himself. We must have the words in us, taken up into our will and life, and reproduced in our disposition and conduct. We must have them abiding in us, our whole life as one continued exposition of the words that are within and fill us. These words reveal Christ within, and our life reveals Him without. As the words of Christ enter our very heart, become our life, and influence it, our words will enter His heart and influence Him. My prayer will depend on my life. My words will be to God and in God what His words are to me and in me. If I do what God says, God will do what I say. How well the Old Testament saints understood this connection between God's words and ours, and how prayer with them was the loving response to what they had heard God speak. If the word was a promise, they expected God to do as He had spoken. Do as thou hast said. 1 Chronicles 17.23 
according to thy word. Psalm 119, 28. Such expressions showed that what God spoke in promise was the root and the life of what they spoke in prayer. If the word was a command, they simply did as the Lord had spoken. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken. Genesis 12, 4. Their life was fellowship with God, the interchange of word and thought. What God spoke, they heard and did. What they spoke, God heard and did. In each word that He speaks to us, the whole Christ gives Himself to fulfill it for us. For each word, He asks that we give the whole man to keep that word and receive its fulfillment. If my words abide in you, the condition is simple and clear. His will is revealed in His words. As the words abide in me, His will rules me. My will becomes the empty vessel that His will fills, the willing instrument that His will uses. He fills my inner being. In the exercise of obedience and faith, my will becomes stronger. It is brought into deeper inner harmony with Him. He can fully trust it to will nothing but what He wills. He's not afraid to give the promise, If my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. To all who believe it and act upon it, He will make it true. Disciples of Christ, isn't it becoming more clear that while we have been excusing our unanswered prayers and our ineffectiveness in prayer with a fancied submission to God's wisdom and will, the real reason has been that our own weak life has been the cause of our weak prayers. Nothing can make strong men except the word coming to us from God's mouth. We must live by that. The word of Christ, loved, lived in, abiding in us, and producing obedience and action, makes us one with Christ and fits us spiritually for touching God. All that is of the world passes away. He that does the will of God abides forever. Oh, let us yield heart and life to the words of Christ, the words in which He gives Himself, the personal living Savior, and His promise will be our rich experience. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Blessed Lord, your lesson has again revealed my folly. My prayer has not been more believing and prevailing. I was more occupied with my speaking to you than your speaking to me. I didn't understand that the secret of faith is that there can only be as much faith as there is of the living word dwelling in the soul. And your word taught me clearly, let every man be quick to hear, slow to speak. James 1.19. Do not let thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God. Ecclesiastes 5.2. Lord, teach me that it is only with your word taken into my life that my words can be taken into your heart and your word. If it is a living power within me, it will be a living power with you. What your mouth has spoken, your hand will perform. Lord, deliver me from the uncircumcised ear. Give me the opened ear of the learner, wakened morning by morning to hear the Father's voice. Even as you spoke what you heard, may my speaking be the echo of you speaking to me. When Moses entered into the tabernacle of the testimony to speak with him, then he heard the voice of the one speaking unto him from above the seat of reconciliation. 
Numbers 7, 89. Lord, may it be so with me, too. Let a life and character bearing the one mark that your words abide and are seen in it be the preparation for the full blessing, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen.